write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know That was Great Sounds Watch Without Sound on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. EZ Blues, what are we going to talk about today? See, this is usually the point in time when everyone like buckles up and they want to hear the introduction of our guest. But we don't necessarily have a guest today. We have an incredible topic. And considering it is the month of May and it is Mental Health Awareness Month, we are going to talk about the importance of mental health in the workplace, self-care in the workplace, making sure that up here and down here are okay so that you can be okay moving forward is extremely important because sometimes the voices tell you the things should not happen so well and you have to be able to push through them even when, you know, your manager standing over your shoulder at a cutboard trying to make fun at you and you say hey i have a knife in my hand and i could just blame it on my ptsd these are things you shouldn't do at work i know this because these are things i've done at work and that's why i don't work there anymore (laughs) (laughs) but let's talk about some safe ways that Mm -hmm. we can just cope um just with like toxic bosses or toxic employees um ways that we can you know keep a good sense of mind because one we still need to get paid i mean we, we, money is good money makes the world go around and money money is a good connection of life we can't knock on money um and two um what are some you know safe options to go the route uh to keep a good track of mind so from a person who would you know who i known before you easy <laughs> who will just you know just go off in a second but you know you have grown and you have matured and you found ways you know just to back off from certain situations because we want to tell people not to focus on those on that temporary um trying to find that white world that temporary anger you know that's going to turn into a long-term punishment that's that's a great word to say yeah or yeah you know, no. long-term punishments that, that i think it's a proper you know word to say is punishment you know in, in the long run because you don't want anything that's temporary turning you down for so long well I, look it, it all breaks it, it, so it, it, i got go ahead i got you i got you but it all breaks down to this look um and and this will be somewhat of a controversial statement and i'm saying it on purpose um we all know that the legal system is set up it's flawed it has its issues and you know the system itself there are flaws there but you also know that you don't necessarily want to go to jail yeah so you have to eat a lot of crow and people that look like me have to eat less crow than other people of different complexions and different ethnicities um you know where you do have to sit and prepare and that sucks and that it definitely weighs upon your mental health now you take that And you understand that you are in an environment, a work environment with a whole bunch of other individuals. Mm -hmm. And each individual is going through their own type of nonsense. Mm -hmm. Each individual got cut off on the way there. Each individual's alarm 
alarm clock did not go off the proper time. They didn't have the time to set up. They were not able to brush their teeth before they left the, the thing. The old lady cut them off. Nine buses had to drop off kids on their way to work. And all of this stuff builds up and builds up on this entire snowball effect where you take that little snowball and it rolls down the hill and it's this huge, huge snowball by the time it actually hits the person. And you have to be prepared. But there's a couple things you really have to look at. And, and from the main thing that I want to really focus on is you have to understand your self-worth. Yeah. Your self-worth is so super important. And you you also have to look at it like this. That person that is giving you grief, whether it be a customer, whether it be an employee, whether it be a manager, mm -hmm. what makes that person any more valuable than you? Mm. Nothing. So why are we allowing that person to affect our day? Because our day is ours. This is, this is our, our land, our territory. This is what we do. And that person is now intruding in and affecting your day in a negative light, which sucks. Uh, you know, there's no way to sugarcoat that. Um, and you have to treat it a little bit with grace because they are also going through their own issues. They might be, you know, terrified that they're cheating on their wife with one of the other employees downstairs and someone might might, might snitch about it. You know, you never 100% know what that other person is going through. So when you can look at that person individually, and you can say, hey, this dude yelling really has nothing to do with me. And yeah, I might have to eat this, but I'm also going to go outside. I'm also going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to wash my face and hands. I'm going to splash some cold water on myself. I'm going to look in the mirror, okay? I'm going to have my Dirk Diggler moment where you are a rock star, you are an all-star, and you can move forward past that, okay? It is super, super important, but you also have to make sure you know, that you're carrying that stress of that job into an outlet. Outlets are so super important. It is that pressure release valve, you know, that we all need, because if not, we're going to boil over and explode. And that is, you know, one of the reasons why we are, as a society, as high amped as we are, because, you know, no one is really looking at the outlet and everyone is looking that everyone is so self-important that the other people around them don't matter. Instead of understanding that that other person is going through the same type of heck you're going through just from a different perspective. We can get you know? caught up, though. Yeah. Definitely get caught up because like oh. we're so focused, just, you know. I and mean, when you think about it, it's just, it's just over pleasing people. You know, mm -hmm. we want to keep that job. We want to have that good amount of income, you know, because we want to be so focused on that schedule. We don't want our certain part of our life to end. You know, we always wanted something to end our way. A lot of stuff doesn't need to end our way. Maybe, you know, walk, walking out on a job or maybe, you know, unfortunately getting let go could be the best thing to happen to us. You know, it's mm -hmm. numerous situations, numerous situations. It really is. No, it, and, and it, you know, sometimes, you know, we talked, we talked about this actually on a couple on podcasts that we have been on and also right. on, on this podcast as well, the importance of taking the L like mm -hmm. the L is so super important because that's, what's going to help you grow. That's what's going to help you. It doesn't mean the L doesn't suck, you know, but it gives you that 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 thing to try to grow and and move forward. If you can learn a little bit um, from the situation, uh, you guys, you, have, you remember Ducktales? 
the original DuckTales, not the reboot. That was, yeah, uh, old school, you know, old Old school DuckTales. Yes, yes. Launchpad had this saying, any landing you can walk away from is a good landing. And if you can walk away from that situation, if you can walk away from that job and you are not deceased, then that's a victory because you've grown from it, you've learned from it, and you're going to move forward. You know, it takes a whole lot of L's out there to put up that victory. You know, Michael Jordan spent hours upon hours upon hours shooting shots in his backyard to make sure that when the time was right, that game-winning buzzer shot was guaranteed to go in. You know, one of the best uh, home run hitters of all time, Reggie Jackson, also had the highest amount of strikeouts because yeah. he swung at everything. But he also had some of the, he had the one of the most amount of home runs and was considered Mr. October because at the time when he needed to step up, he could. And all of this really does focus on that mental health aspect. One of the most incredible things um, that I got to participate in when I was in the military was they started this mental health uh, or mental conditioning training. Mm-hmm. It was the same type of training that like athletes use. Uh, Curtis Martin actually used it when he tried to go back to back for the 2000 yards uh, every single, uh, every single year. Right. Um, and it, it's ways to sit there and say, okay, you know, when adversity happens, what can I do? Mm-hmm. You know, when I need to have the showtime show up, when can that happen? You know, and, and also dealing in, in retail or dealing like in the food service industry, you know, that between the, this hour and this hour, spit's going to get crazy. Like it it's going to hit the fan Agreed. and, and you have to be as prepared as possible for when it, when it goes off the rails. P you and I have put shows together, right? And, and you and I are so detail oriented in putting the show together because we know it's a live show and it's going to go off the rails and someone's going to get lost in traffic. Someone's all of these things are going to happen, but because we are so organized and have that schedule up there, we can move forward. Now that gets a little difficult when you're also adding in all the other personalities that are going through their own aspects. But when you go in and say, okay, today I have to be at work at nine o'clock. I want to try to be there at eight 45, you know? So when you're there at nine, it's okay because you shot there for nine forty at eight forty five. Don't necessarily, you know, always shoot shoot a little bit earlier. Um, so you're already jumping in there enough time. And you say, okay, now now I have to take care of A, B, C, and D before my lunch break, and just focus on knocking out A, B, C, and D. Um, now you might only get to C. You might only get to B because nine other things came up, or you know, you're having you know, the big office people walk in and you got to do the detail clean, which stinks, but also it's out of your control. A lot of the reason why we start to to break down is because we spend a lot of our time out of our control. And when we feel out of control, we get very anxious and your heart palpitation starts to go a little crazy and you got to more focus on your breathing aspect. And, you know, all these things didn't go the way you thought. One of the things we talk about a lot is toxic fandom and I'm slightly going off topic, but not really, you know, toxic fandom as per like the star Wars universe, for example, everybody either loves or hates some way how the movies after the first three um, spun out, but they don't necessarily love or hate them. They're just disappointed that it didn't go the way 
they wanted it to go. So when you walk into work and you say, I need to get A, B, C, D done before lunch and only B gets done, now it didn't go your way. Mm -hmm. So you now have to take lunch at a reset point. Mm -hmm. You've got to, you know, take, okay, I'm taking this time. My suggestion, go eat outside, get away from that, that environment. So then you can have a fresh aspect of it. One of the reasons why you see a lot of people, for example, smoke in uh, food service is because that might be the only time you get a break. Right. You know, I just need to go outside real quick and get five minutes because I need five minutes out of this. Clear your head. Yeah. And, 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 and the funny thing is, is a lot of people don't understand because chemically smoking actually does not relax you. Nicotine mm-hmm. is an adjutant. It is not a depressant. Um, and, but it's the breathing. You're taking long inhales and long exhales and you're regulating your breathing. And that's what's making you feel relaxed. So you can go around the corner and take like a couple minutes just to breathe. Give yourself three minutes. Three minutes is just nice breathing. Calm yourself down and go back in. And remember that no matter what, you know, you are the master of your own destiny. 100%. Absolutely. You know, it's one of the reasons why I got a key tattooed on my arm, (laughs) you know, because I am the man. And that's a reminder. You know, I'm the master of my own destiny. What is going to happen today is because of me not because of anything else. And if I let it go that someone else affected my day so much that it he peed on my, my parade, as they like to say, um, you know, then that's on me. That's not really on them. I let that person affect me. Mm. I let that person in. That, you know, now again, now people are like, oh, it's because you put walls up. I'm not saying because of walls. I let that person affect that day to make it to, to make that day go out of control in their favor or just because they're having a bad day as well. You have to take it. Uh, you play poker? Um, no, I suck at poker. You don't. I completely okay, suck cool. at poker. Go, awesome. Go We're right gonna play ahead. for money. Um <laughs> <laughs> word. I, I got three hundred dollars. Let's go play some poker. Um, right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but yeah, there's a phenomenal poker player, Doyle Brunson. Doyle mm. Brunson um, won back-to-back World Series of Pokers with his hand 10 and a 2. And and because he did that, it's actually now when you're dealt in your pocket, which is the first two cards in Texas Hold'em, um, when you're dealt a 10 and 2, it's called the Doyle Brunson. Um, he, was, he has this incredible poker book that actually breaks down in the philosophy aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you can get somebody when you're playing cards – when you can get somebody to stop looking at the cards and play from their emotions, you're going to win 100% of the time. You're going to win because you get them on what's called tilt. Um, and one of the ways Doyle Brunson always looked at things as not to go on tilt is not to look at it hand by hand, game by game, but his entire career. And you have to kind of look at that as a human, especially in a work aspect of it. It's not necessarily this day. You know, and, and, and it does stink. And I really wish that I could be like super hippie dude and be like, money is irrelevant and none of that matters. You should just be you and be happy and find your existence. No, you should find what you do. You should do. Then you should figure out how to monetize it. That's completely different because as Prestige has said several times in here, money is extremely important, and we 100% believe in the Wu philosophy that cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money, dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. 
you know, and it's that's right. I'm all over the place today. It's fine. Um, Speaking of being all over the place, um, mm -hmm. how do you think sleep patterns affect with workplace? You know, I'm the I'm the worst person to talk about this, right? Because yeah, like, yeah. actually, I think you are. I think you are the perfect person to talk about this because this is something I, you dealt with. Mm -hmm. You know, this is something everybody deals with. And one, sleep. you got kids. <laughs> you know, you got a whole uh -huh. bunch of other responsibilities in the full plate. You know, how do you balance that out? Sometimes people don't know how to balance their lives or their schedules, and it affects them mentally. And that anxiety can go within their workplace because mm. everything, you know, is connecting like <laughs> this, well, your point of view and how you talk about other people you work with who pretty much probably go through the same thing. Well, sleep is actually extremely important. And, and this is coming from someone who barely does it. Mm. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through the process and getting everything that's necessary to get the help yeah. that that, that needed but of like course, this course, this course, doesn't course. doesn't turn off all the time um it, it it runs and runs and runs and runs mm -hmm. and runs and runs and runs um so there are things that i have gotten better with but i understand that we are on we are on we are on computers right now people mm -hmm. are watching this on the facebook on the phone every once in a while you have to shut down that phone and you have yeah. to recharge that phone. You have to recharge that computer. That is what sleep is doing for us. Mm -hmm. Our bodies and our minds need to shut down for a little bit so that they can work out the kinks of what killed you the day before. Um, do you, you you do the personal training stuff and you, you got people beating you up on an everyday basis uh, when, when you're doing the gym stuff, right P? Yeah. After first of all, after a hard workout, you're sweaty, it, your adrenaline's pumping, it's dope. But the next day, it kind of stinks. Um, you're sore, your legs don't want to move so well. I'm not happy about life. Um, and but that's because your body is repairing. You're mm -hmm. doing these damage through it. Like no matter what, just kind of existing and walking through life and and doing all this is doing damage to our bodies, doing damage to our our, our mental health and our minds. And you need that sleep to recharge. You need to be able to, you know, sit back and just let your body repair itself. Because mm -hmm. if we don't, uh, we destroy our uh, um, we destroy our system. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a particular system in our body, and I uh, adrenals. We destroy our adrenal glands. Our adrenal glands are the things that go into hyperactiveness when our adrenaline needs to kick through. And if you're not getting this proper sleep aspect, your adrenal glands are getting completely drain and your body can start to actually shut down on, on itself. Um, and then those things that you thought you could power through um, don't work so well. And I'm saying this from the actual experience. You know, I had a minor back injury that because I pushed through it too hard and I continued to, to fight through and I didn't go through the, the right aspects of it, I had to get surgery and I was forced out for six weeks. Most miserable time of my life. You know, um, one, I had to depend on other people, not a fan of that, mm -hmm. you know, two, I had to admit that I was weak, definitely not a fan of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and three, I had to do nothing. I had to lay in a bed and just be trapped in my own head, mm -hmm. you know, so that set off a million and a half different, you know, red flag flares. Um, but that's was because my body said I'm done. And, you know, if you're not getting the proper amount of sleep, your body is going to tell you you are done, you know, so you can do the right thing 
and get that six or eight hours every single night, mm-hmm. or you can be laid up for six weeks and forced to look at every single mistake, every single thing you could have done different. Um, and you can't do a darn thing about it. So, you know, let your subconscious deal with that while you're sleeping, have a nightmare or two, wake up, have a protein shake and go about your day. On WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, the Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building. Topic is mental illness, how you deal with it in the workplace. Um, sleep definitely is a major factor. It is definitely a major factor. Um, one thing I definitely can agree with EZ is eating, eating right. Um, at least having a meal. Matter of fact, not even eating hydration. A lot of people don't hydrate when, when they when they come to work easy. They um, are always on the go and they're thinking that their God-given spirit is enough energy just to move on. Um, so many people um, unwilling pull doubles throughout the day or working longer than they should have. Um, how or what about your thoughts on those situations? Go ahead. Well, well, see that it, it's again, it breaks down the same way that the sleep aspect breaks down. You yeah. know, you, you need nourishment to move forward. You need to recharge your batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to understand hydration is actually more important than food and sustenance. Yeah. Um, you can go, you can go two weeks without eating something. You can't go a whole day without drinking water. Mm. That's why I said what I said. I said water. Because that Coca-Cola is going to de- dehydrate you. That amazing sweet tea is going to dehydrate you. Um, it's just the way that goes. That incredible adult beverage is going to dehydrate you. I know it doesn't feel like it because when you go pee, it's clear. And you're supposed, that means supposed to mean you're hydrated. But that's not true. Um, that's one of the reasons why you're, you're, you get a little bit rougher in, in, in the morning. And if you're not hydrating yourself correctly, you start to drag throughout the day. You know, and again, you can start to, you, you know, your, your skin also gets a little, a little dryish and you really can, again, your body starts to break down on itself. You know, we are 90, 97% water, I believe. Um, and you have to keep that glass full. So you should definitely be looking at, um, I think, eight, I think it's eight, eight ounce glasses, 64 ounces of water. And for people like, oh, that's a lot of water. First of all, man. One, that's not true. You drank nine beers last night. Nine times nine times twelve, bro. It's one hundred and eight. All right. So that's first and foremost. Second of all, you had two Gatorades. Those Gatorades are thirty-two ounces. Two Gatorades is sixty-four ounces. That's the amount of water you should be drinking. And no, Gatorade is not the thing that's actually hydrating you. Gatorade, because of the sugar content, is actually dehydrating you. What it is, is it's providing the extra electrolytes, which is the salt that's needed in your body. Um, and, and it is super important to have your electrolytes high because I have been someone who has, has suffered from dehydration and someone who has suffered from overhydration um, in which I didn't have the proper electrolytes in my body and I had too much water. Uh, military is a fun time, uh, you know, and I passed out. And then I had a sip of Powerade and I was like, oh, I get it now, I understand. I was working myself too hard and I was not giving it all the proper nutrients necessary. You know, and water is by far the most important thing we can do. But water doesn't taste good, and I don't, I don't like it. I want to put some stuff in it to make it better. No, just drink the water. Just drink the water. Um, one of the things that I used to do at uh, 
at Daddy Butter when I was there, you know, having those long shifts, mm-hmm. I got a I got a Camelback, which is just a it's just like a backpack right. filled with filled with water, and I would just you know while I'm working, sip on straws, something I picked up in the military, um, because I knew I needed to be hydrated to move forward in those type of aspects. Plus, if you drink enough water, um, you're gonna have mandatory bathroom breaks, which are important. I know there's some people that work for the evil corporation uh that that aren't allowed to have bathroom breaks but we won't talk about that oh, um, that's, no you, we that, we know people that, who work that, there that, that, that's so 1950 1960s oh my god that's that's so this year bro really this year yeah this year with the big one the big evil one the big evil one yeah oh, oh god break it down to me uh maybe under a rock I, okay. I so so you know we you know we have like two billion that are horrible in this world. Like we okay, have a bunch okay, of billionaires okay, that are horrible. Now I know you're talking about. Now I know you're talking okay. about. Now, yeah. now, 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 now I'm in the you loop. You know, we don't we don't want to name names. In the loop, but I'm in the loop. Yes, right. I, I got we you. We don't, don't want to name names. All but high you five had to say to was billionaires, so I get it now. Yeah. I, 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 high, <laughs> high five. High five to his ex-wife who took half his stuff. Um, do you feel it's hard sometimes to talk to talk about work problems just with other people because they don't relate to you? It. Because they don't, you know, they don't work at the place you work at. You know, it's really hard to tell your problems or tell that frustration about that boss. You know, like let's say, for example, I work at a burger place and I'm having a trouble, you know, flipping a burger or doing something like with the boss or whatever, or some other type of responsibility. That person is not going to relate to me. So they'll say the best thing they can give me is it'll, it'll get better within time and that's it. But that's not going to really cope with your situation or make you feel a little bit better about life you, you get you get what direction i'm going with no i i, I definitely i definitely see which where you're going for it and, and that's again one of the things that really pointed that out for me was mm-hmm. was the military mm-hmm. um you know there are people who i went to basic training with right. that i still talk to to this very day and we're talking about going 13 years back right oh, wow. um oh yes but the reason why is because we had a very unique situation that only those 47 people in in that in that room went through we were the only ones that could totally relate to it and it is the same thing and and a lot of people um on the new co-defendants record uh, um there's the uh chesky has a line in in, uh, opening up an opening up line um it talks about his how his ex-girlfriend accused him of trauma dumping and she was absolutely right. <laughs> and that's why I spit it on this mic. Um, and that's really what it does go through is we can get super frustrated and we want to talk to somebody about it because we're trying to process it through ourselves. And a lot of the times when we're trying to talk it, we really just need to say it out loud um, and hopefully have a sounding board where something can come back to us. Um, but they're not they're not there. They, they, they not only and even if you're working with, with a group of people. You know, your experience with said boss is probably going to be different than my experience with said boss because we have different types of personalities, you know. So as much as you can somewhat relate, you can't 100 percent relate. Um, And then, you know, we also then get into that ego aspect. And like, what do you mean you don't totally understand? Man, you could find the most successful human being in the entire world, the entire world. 
Um, and you know, you can ask him a whole bunch of questions, but he's only going to understand his perspective and what he's gone through. So he can tell you how he would deal with the situation if he was faced with it. He can't tell you how to deal with the situation. She can't tell you how to deal with the situation, you know, because they're not you. They don't have, in my case, three kids that need to eat no matter what. And they eat a lot because they're all teens. You know, they don't have the pressure of, you know, the landlord knocking at the door. They don't have, you know, that generational trauma of, of growing up, you know, through EBT. They don't have all of that extra weight that goes through there. They only have their own perspective. So, yes, and that's why, honestly, um, I'm a huge proponent for therapy because that's someone you can literally just talk at and pro and help process through everything you're going through mm. that you, it's not going to have a strain on the relationship because the relationship is based off of just that. And it's not transactional. And I'm sure my therapist is going to be like, you're trying to say what we do is transactional because I've said it to her before. Um, but it's not true. Um, it, it is It is just the boundaries in which that relationship sits in. Um, and we do. We need to be able, like I said, you need to have that outlet. And whether that outlet is going and shooting hoops every Saturday until you're pouring sweat or you start banging out with that personal trainer, you know, or whether that outlet is writing or that outlet is performing, um, you know, that outlet is is being able to express and get out some of this energy, you know, people knit, I don't get it, but people do it. Um, you know, people will do pin pinpoints and all this other stuff. The, um, the amazing, uh, Los Fidel actually throughout all of his struggles and doing everything that he's done has now started making rugs, um, and is now making a living off of doing these rugs. And it all started as an outlet. Um, it's so super important that you have that that outlet and you know me being a creative i'm obviously going to push for a creative outlet but you also can have a physical outlet mm -hmm. you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with you joining a, a bjj class and and scrapping it up and and tossing people around there's nothing wrong with going to to, to the white elephant and getting into the the uh, the boxing aspect of it and and hitting a bag over and over again because you're doing it in a, in a controlled environment mm -hmm. Okay, you're not going out on Friday night drinking as many alcoholic beverages as humanly possible and trying to pick a fight. Right. You're doing it in a healthy way. You're getting this energy out in a healthy way. Because if you don't and you push it down and you push it down and you push it down, it's going to continue to boil up and more stuff is going to stack on top of that. And all that pressure is going to build up. And then all of a sudden, you break out handcuffs, you know. And that is one of the worst things that can happen, you know, and I've seen people's lives change like that because they weren't in that proper mental health space. Mm -hmm. You know, I say it all the time, hurt people hurt people, True. you know, and if we're not taking care of us, we can't take care of anyone else. That's true. You know, you've been on a plane. Yes. Many times. Okay. <laughs> many times you've been on a plane when the stewardess comes out there, it says, in case of an emergency, the oxygen mask is going to fall down. Mm -hmm. First, adjust your oxygen mask and then help the person next to you. Yeah. You know, you have to take care of you before you take care of somebody else. And this is something that, that has been conditioned to our head, but just from that situational aspect. 
But when we're really work, doing that work in ourselves, then we can actually reach out and get further. You know, some of the some of the steps that have I, I've been going through mental health wise in, in this in, incredible journey of a cluster bump that I like to call, you know, my 2023 um, has been doing that work, has been understanding that, you know, sometimes no matter how hard you try, you just can't get over that hump. And you could sit here and get frustrated. You know, one of the, the coolest things I ever saw in life, and I got to see it as a father. Um, I, I got the twin, I got the twin boys, right? And we were at Edgewood Park, one of the first first summers we were out here. Um, and my youngest tries to run up the slide, run up the slide, run up the slide, gets frustrated, and then goes back and keeps going and going and going. And I loved the tenacity. Because he finally got up that slide. It was the most incredible accomplishment out there. But his brother went, tried to run up the slide twice, took a step back, realized there was a ladder. He could just climb up the ladder and slide down the slide. A lot of, like as a society, we always reward the one because he had the tenacity and he had the grit to fight through. But then to go back to ducktails right you know you have to work smarter not harder evaluate the situation and if you're running and this path and that wall doesn't want to fall down maybe you take a look back and you know walk around the wall open up a door you know there are other options to go through and you have to make sure that your fuel tank is is on point you have to make sure that your battery is recharged so that you have the ability to look at each situation and say, okay, I can do it this way and I can do it that way. And no matter what, you have to understand there are going to be natural consequences. Natural consequences are a thing. And you also have to understand that, you know, you're not for everyone. Sure. You know, this is, a, this is an amazing show. People praise us on this show all the time for the work that we do, the people that we talk to. But there, I'm sure there are people out there that don't like the show, and that's okay as well. Because sure. we're not for everyone. Yeah. I am definitely not for everyone. I'm probably not for most people. Um, I get it. I'm a lot. You know, but you know, when you find the people that you are there for, when you can find that click, you know, then you hit that good rhythm. I mean, everything for me, you know, is going to break down the music. You know, and I can fight through any type of situation if I got the proper soundtrack going on in my head. You know, that's one of the things that I used to love about working at Daddy Butters. I used to put my headphones on and I could I'll, I will knock out 15 hours worth of work. Not care. Might not even take a break if the soundtrack is right and you just hit that rhythm. You know, I'm I'm not a good pool player, but if the jukebox is playing the right the right tunes, man, I'll run the table. I don't know how I did it but you're able to zone in um, because you become actually one in the moment. Um, there's this incredible book that became a business book called the book of five rings by Miramoto Musashi. And if you can see, I actually have the five rings tattooed on my arm. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, it, this, this book is all about, you know, he was a samurai who died of old age, which back in the, you know, um, in centuries, uh, that didn't happen. You know, you bought, you, you died in battle. It is what it is. Um, and he came up with this philosophy and how one soldier could take on 10, how an army of 10 could take on a hundred. And it was all about being the best you, you know, and one of the scrolls is the emptiness scroll. 
And the emptiness scroll is about muscle memory, about being so good at it, you can 100% sit on autopilot and just knock it out. Um, and you have to do that a lot, especially when you have those extra nagging things buzzing around you. You know, you can knock out a job real easy, but when there's that annoying bee that keeps flying around and might sting you, you're a little bit more hesitant, you know, but you'd be so good at your job that you can go on autopilot and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that the rest of the world is blowing up around you. I give the biggest compliments to the band that was playing on the Titanic because they did not miss a note, even though they started to drown because they were in the zone. Now, I'm not saying you should kill yourself for your job because that's just wrong. <laughs> but I am saying that you, you'd be so good at it. You know, my, my grandfather taught, taught me at a very young age, when you go into a job, you're going to have ideas. And that's fine. You can have ideas. But you have to make your ideas matter. So you have to jump in there and you have to do it the way they want you to do it. And you have to excel at that aspect. And then you can bring up, be like, hey, I noticed that it's here. Um, and we could be here. And it's something that I, I, I saw in the military as well. You know, I was allotted to say more things and kind of push back with the sergeants more than other people because my room was always squared away. My uniform was always on point. I was never late to a formate. My PT scores were always on point. You know, I and I, no matter what I fought, I was the first person to volunteer to do a task, you know, which then afforded me the opportunity to be like, hey, just so you know, Sergeant, this is actually kind of against what our rules are. This is this is not necessarily right. And and it actually reminds me when I was at Fort Lee after um, getting my training for a logistics specialist. Um, and I had a bunch of young kids, you know, in in the in our in our groups that didn't quite get how important, you know, and, and the reasons why discipline was so important. And and we have a rule where you're supposed to be able to walk. You, you don't never walk an arm, more than an arm length away from somebody, you know, getting your battle buddy out. Um, and battle buddy is someone who goes along with you. Um, and the reason why you have that there is say you're over, um, over, uh, you know, in, in, in theater or over, you know, uh, in the, in the fob, which is the forward operating base. Um, and you wander off. There's a possibility that you could get kidnapped. There's a possibility that you could die. So yeah, that's why you have to have somebody there. But that doesn't sit so well. And it's not truly understood by younger people who have never really had to deal with any type of situation like that. And we're massively safe in, you know, Virginia. <laughs> no one's trying to kidnap us, you know, out of the warehouse in Virginia. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it they, they lose a little bit of that translation. Mm. So at this one point, uh, one of the sergeants had had it and he, couldn't deal with the disrespect anymore. And I understood why he couldn't deal with the disrespect because they were where they were. Um, and he, he told our entire platoon that we had to walk with our arms on each other's thing and the whole time. And, and that didn't sit right with me. Um, and I actually spoke with, with, with my instructor. Um, and I was like, you know, I should, you know, I, I really, I don't feel right about this. I, I think I need to say something. Um, and she's like, you have a lot of really good points here. This makes sense. Um, why don't you go, go home as per like go back to the barracks and, you know, think about it and then we'll, you know, come back and, 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 you know, see what it goes through. So we're walking out and the Sergeant pull pulls aside one of the other guys, one of the troublemakers. And I battle buddied with him because <laughs> he needed a battle buddy. 
uh, and you know, Sergeant's in there, and he's ripping the kid apart. And again, the kid was 100% warranted in getting ripped apart. I'm not, I'm not saying that the kid did not follow what he was needed to do. Um, and I'm there, and the instructor's right there, and she sees the look in my eye, and I'm in parade rest. And uh, I, I said, you know, uh, Sergeant, uh, permission to speak freely, Sergeant. And it's like, yeah, sure, no problem. I was like, well, Sergeant. They say that, especially in, in TRADOC, which is training, mm -hmm. uh, perception is reality. It is. So it would be fair to say, you know, if you perceive us doing something wrong, we're doing it wrong. So it would be fair to say that if one soldier perceived this punishment aspect as hazing, then by your own rules and your own philosophy, that's hazing. And he lost his spit. Oh, Lord. Um, oh. Yeah, no, he he we, we, he was yelling at me, and, and again, warranted. I, I I brushed back. I'm not, you know what I'm saying, but I I, I held my composure. Um, I you know I, I I hit him with the with all due respect, uh, which is super important. And with all due respect, we're on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, E Z Blues is in the building, continuing his story. Go ahead. So you know, so then he's like, you know, you know you. Anyone ever tell you you're too smart for your own good? And I was like, that's funny. My mom used to tell me that all the time. <laughs> you're not telling me anything new, Sergeant. It is what it is, what it is. Um, but, you know, we went back and forth. Um, and I, you know, I, I put out my points. I stayed in parade rest. I didn't raise my voice. I wanted to. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't show any type of disrespect because I knew that my point of view was going to get lost. You know, so he then, you know, he leaves. And we come back from our little break and he walks into the classroom and he's like, yeah, you guys no longer have to do that, that arm thing. And then he calls me out uh, to speak to me again. And I had to give him, uh, I had to do research on a particular uh, general. And I, I don't 100% remember the general's name, mm. um, but the general had this amazing philosophy of um, soldiers do not follow orders. They follow their leader. Um, and that's why it's so important to be a good Makes leader. And, you know, we, we, you know, and he actually tried to give me accommodation um, for, you know, and give me, highlight me for, for being, for being like a, a on point guy. And I was like, that's cool. I don't want it. Uh, give it to somebody else. Uh, I just, I just want to graduate and I just want to get the heck out of here because I'm good. Um, but I learned. And the main reason why I said any of this, I would not have been able to say that. I would not have been able to stand up for my platoon if I was not squared away, if mm. I was not one of the highest scores at every single test, if I was not the person that was, you know, running classes and study programs to make sure all these kids were going to graduate with us. Mm. If I was not that person, my opinion didn't necessarily matter, mm -hmm. you know, because you were only as, you know, and especially in a capitalistic environment, you were only as good as, as your bottom line. What do you bring to the table? How are you, you know, investable. And especially in like retail or food service, you're always replaceable. Everyone's replaceable. That's just the way that it is. Yeah, it is. Until you make yourself irreplaceable. Right. I have worked at jobs that they have lost clientele because I no longer work there. Mm. You know, and these are brands that go back as old as I am. Right. And they lost clientele because I'm no longer there. They knew who I'm talking about. Love you. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
As you drop your microphone, I got, I got you. I got you. But we learned a lot today. We really did. Um, yeah. And it's crazy. But I know you you were talking about different stories from the Army and mm-hmm. civilian world. Um, it's, is it very hard just between the two? Yeah, yes and no. Right. Um, I have to say, like, mm-hmm. being in the Army uh, made the civilian world a little bit easier for me. Um, mainly because no matter how bad the job was, no one's trying to kill me. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, you know, I, we, when we worked at, at that evil corporation, uh, you know, uh, right. you know, people were like, oh, that was so rough. I was like, I didn't die. <laughs> no one, no one was shooting at me. Like there was no mortars. I wasn't woken up in the middle of the night by a mortar. Um, so it's really not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives you a little bit more perspective. That being said, it's trauma perspective, and I probably should not have put myself through that, but it gave me some perspective. Um, but also, there's a lot more. Hmm, there's a lot more you can do and get away with, kind of, sort of, um, in the military with the, with a with a tighter structure, um, because all the rules and regulations are laid out there for you. Mm. So then, once it's all written down you get to read between all the lines again, only if you are a super squared away soldier, can you read through the, uh, through lines? You can't do that in, in regular society mm-hmm. because like, you know, um, yes, the military has gotten a little bit better with, you know, the pushing soldiers to the point where they're going to completely snap, but like they could still do that. You know, they could still, you can't do that. <laughs> you know, you can look at your boss and be like, yeah, no, you're actually uh, destroying my mental health right now. And I'm going home, you know, uh, you know, I'm quietly quitting. You can't do that in the military. Say that to your sergeant. Watch how your day goes. Um, you're like, wow, I'm, I'm done here. I'm just going to go home. Like, no, you can't take your ball and go home, son. That's just not how it goes. You know, <laughs> you don't have a home anymore. You sleep on my bunk. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, there are those different type of uh, aspects there. Um, and I did find it easier uh, to navigate kind of in the military life because I could turn my brain off more. Mm-hmm. Um, they literally told you what foot to put down and when. So you could just autopilot like your entire day. You can't do that in the civilian world because, right. like, you take one step in the wrong direction and you almost get run over on your way walking to work. Um, you know, all those different factors that, that can go through there. Now, again, you can do the same thing in the military aspect of it, but you also know that no one's really driving on that sidewalk at that point in time unless, you know, it's way after hours. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It's one of those things. Um <laughs> <laughs> way after hours you know the main thing and i hope the, the the biggest giveaway for this entire episode is self-worth is so super important and it's so interesting because cat williams has this incredible stand-up skit and i'm going to do it as cleanly as i can you know someone told cat williams that they affected their self-esteem and cat williams said what do you mean how can I affect the way you think about yourself? Because it's self-esteem. It's how you feel about you. Right. When we give control to other people to make us feel about ourselves, we are losing. Please understand that every single listener, every person who's not listening, every person who's sitting there with their fingers in their ears right now going, la, 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 I don't want to hear this. You all matter. 
You are all super important. This world is better because you are all here and we will be even better when you're here tomorrow. Understand that you are worth it. You are worth the investment and you are worth investing in yourself. And if that means you have to walk out of a tax toxic job, walk out of it because you will find that better job. You'll find what is necessary. You will, you will be the best version of yourself because you deserve that. Yes, you. One with the 10 and two, the one driving with, with, with the hand too low, seat cocked back all the way, who truly feels that nobody's out there for them. Yo, the inbox is open. Let's have conversations. You are too important to let anyone else control your day. Hold on to your mental health because we all need you here tomorrow. Especially jobs because everything's temporary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can make money. You can. Side hustles, baby. Side hustles. Side Espe hustles. Especially in the world of today. There's numerous of ways course. you can uh, make money and there's numerous jobs out there too. Uh, mm -hmm. Talk to different people and apply every day. That's the mm -hmm. best advice I can give. Um, it's been a great conversation. I uh, hope to have more of these on Behind the Brand on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island raised, Elm City made, EZ Blues. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate y'all. Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know 